I'm all about building communities, celebrating unique journeys, and sharing stories about the paths people have taken to enter the tech industry. Join me as we explore the skills my guests have learned in their prior jobs, schooling, or life experiences, and how they apply them to their current roles in tech. My guest today is a senior consultant at Atomic Robot in Cincinnati, Ohio, focused primarily on native Android solutions. She loves building beautiful and accessible Android apps, sharing knowledge with her community, and mentoring aspiring mobile developers. She serves as the director of Women Who Code Cincinnati and a global track lead for Women Who Code Mobile. Oh, I'm finally in a place where I'm doing something that I'm really good at and something I really like. There's oh been a lot of like flip-flopping between those. Between the like, two, yeah, kind of like- I was good at one, I didn't though. like it. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, and this is We Belong Here, Lessons from Unconventional Paths to Tech. Her name is Sierra O'Brien. Sierra, welcome to We Belong Here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. Uh, let's uh, start at the beginning, shall we? Sounds great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Can you tell me more about the experiences that you had before you entered the tech industry? Yeah. So before I entered, became a Android developer, I was actually yeah. in graduate school. I was in a PhD program to be a laser physicist. What is that? It's a great question that I struggle to answer having all that years um, of experience. Oh my gosh. Um, so I worked on a in an ultra fast atomic physics lab where we worked on an experiment doing high harmonic generation to try to figure uh -huh. out where electrons are around the nucleus of an atom. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> of course I did. I'm nodding my head, but I have no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> I have like a one sentence description of those three years of my life that I can tell people. Where did that passion come from? Like, take me back to before, were you always fascinated by the construct, like the atom and how it is constructed? So to be honest, there wasn't any passion and that's why I did not finish that. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So, uh, well, you must have started it for a reason. So tell me about that. Yeah. So when I was graduating high school, so really long time ago, I really wanted to go to beauty school. My parents said, you have a scholarship. Don't do that. Go to college. Mm -hmm. And if you don't like it, then we can like explore other options. Like don't throw away your scholarship um, mm -hmm. to try something else. And so I was like, fine. But I don't know what to major in. Um, and so they were like, you're really good at math, Sierra. Just go and try that there. And so I ended up okay. in the math and physics department of this really small university. And I really liked the people there. You know, it was like a three-person class. I really liked the professors. They were so nice. And so yeah. I just ended up finishing it out. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, that can hook you sometimes, like for a lot of different paths in our life. It's like if the community is nice and supportive, yeah, community can keep you sometimes. It's funny how that happens and it, like almost as an accident sometimes. Yeah, that that's what happened, you know? And then I got to the end of that program and I was like, oh gosh, I don't know what to do with my life. I really just stuck this out because I liked hanging out in this department and I was fine at it. And they're like, well, you should probably try grad school. And so I tried grad school 
And once I was like surrounded by people who were obviously passionate about this and loved it and were excited about research, I was like, oh no, this is not the path for me. Because suddenly the the grad program was with different people, I'm sure, and a different professors and all of those things that were keeping you there are suddenly not there. And so like the root of the the core curriculum had to be fulfilling for you at that point. Right. And it, it I met wonderful people there too. Of course. <laughs> it was of great. course. My best friends came from there. But it was just like a different, you needed a different mindset once you got there. And that's when I really realized, oh, I do not have the mindset to do this for the rest of my life. Gosh, isn't that so interesting to think that like, okay, I was really good at math. And so that was what I was told to do with it is like, this was my only option was to, you know, take these courses and then go to grad school. Like that, that was the career path for you. That's fascinating. Yeah, um, I still don't actually know what I could have done with like an undergrad <laughs> physics degree. <laughs> it's still unclear to me. Okay, well then, so tell me then, how did you decide to learn to code and how exactly did you learn it? So I was in grad school. I had this very specific mm-hmm. career path picked out for me. I had figured right. out that I did not like that. And I had no idea what to do next. And so I just happened to be on an email that was sent to like um, the women in physics listserv at Ohio State. And it was um, JP Morgan was looking for women to diversify their tech pipeline. And so I applied to this bridge program because I was like, I need to make money. I need a job. I need a purpose in life. And here is one falling into my lap. Mm -hmm. It was not really a decision to go into tech. So what were they offering? What was that bridge program? So they did a one month boot camp and then they dropped you into their new hire program. Um, So I moved to New York for a month and got taught Java. And then they dropped me into their um, Columbus office as, as a new hire with all the other recent CS grads. Oh my gosh. So wait, so how did that feel? I mean, I don't want to like project my own insecurities onto you. So I will just ask instead. No, I just imagine I could, I could imagine feeling very terrified and yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of feelings there of like, okay, what of that one month boot camp? Hopefully, some of it will be applicable um, because they came up with the curriculum. So, hopefully, was it like how how was that experience? I think the thing that made me good at math and physics made me pretty good at learning programming quickly. I think one Ooh. of my best skill sets is that I'm really good at pattern recognition. Like that mm. is something that works really well for me. Nice and so. Nice. That's like a reason I could get really good at math and physics is because they just give you like a set of inputs and I could like follow those steps over and over and like do that same process and recognize the similarities for these problems. And so I didn't have to like care about what I was doing. I could just like do that pattern (laughs) recognition. And coding was really similar, right? You get thrown to a code base and you just end up finding the same patterns and implementing it over and over and over. Got it. So it sounds though, as though this was dangerously close to your prior career path where you weren't fulfilled, like uh, creative, like it doesn't sound like you had passion in the math physics program. Did you have passion in the coding program? 
It took a while to find it. Ah, the first team okay. that I ended up on was a cloud team, and there wasn't okay. There wasn't a lot of software engineering. It was a lot more hardware based. Yeah, and so that just didn't quite work for me. Like, also great people, but it wasn't uh-huh. using the right pieces of my brain to do something uh-huh. that I really liked. So I worked on that team for about a year. Okay. Um, before I was able to switch teams. And so I got around to switching teams after that year. And I still didn't really, uh, the story of my life is I never really knew what I wanted to do until I found it. So I was looking for a new team yeah. within Chase. I knew I liked the software development part. I like logic. Um, I like that kind of like logic tinkering, if you will. And yeah, so I yeah, had a yeah. friend who was on the Chase Pay app at the time, which has recently been sunsetted, which is heartbreaking for me. Um, and they're like, well, we have spots on our team. <laughs> Why don't you come over here? We have a good time. And I was like, okay. Okay. And so I ended up on a mobile I team. I guess I will. Chase. Yeah. And that is where your true passion, it seems, has really blossomed. Like mobile has become like your niche forte area of focus and attention is that correct yep that's my party trick I can write mobile apps (laughs) that's funny you say it that way though because I think a lot of my friends and family think of it as magic party trick moment kind of thing of like so what do you do again (laughs) so I think I finally figured out my dad finally figured out what I did enough that he can explain it to people I was like dad just tell people I can write mobile apps that's what I do (laughs) Yeah. I mean, makes sense, you know, concept wise for a lot of people because a lot of people have apps on their phone. Right. And so I don't want to say everyone, but like majority of people do. And so they can connect the dots there. I like it. Okay, cool. So tell me how you ended up now at Atomic Robot. I like that Atomic Robot has the word Adam in the name. And that you've like kind of come full circle back to your original like entry into your career, like professional life. Um, but I'm sure it probably doesn't have anything to do with. It doesn't. But I do feel like that assumption gets made a lot for anyone who knew me like in college. Right. Like, like, oh, now I work at Atomic <laughs> Robot. And they're like, oh, obviously she's doing physics there. Of course. Of course she does. You're like, well, actually, I'm completely <laughs> career shifted. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, so tell me about what you do there. Um, Atomic Robot is uh, a digital consulting agency. So we hire, we're just a team of mobile developers in Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) So we have about 30 developers there and we all focus on mobile. So this has been like my pinnacle job of being surrounded by by a whole room full of mobile developers. Oh my gosh, that's great. Um, that must be fun. I think we, we've chatted with a couple different people that were are part of like the agency life, if you will, on the show before. And it seems cool because it's like there's always going to be a new uh, client that you have different challenges and, you know, approaching things in new and innovative ways. And nice. it seems like it never really gets dull, which is cool. I think that mobile works really well for it because a lot of mobile apps you can crank out in like a year or two Mm, um, and then switch to maintenance mode. Like they're very small applications compared to like some kind of enterprise app. Sure. It's just like a compact piece of code. 
So yeah, you can go in and write a whole code in a year or two. Okay. I love it. So, okay. So you've made it to a place where you're, I'm going to like impose, like, are we feeling super fulfilled? Are you enjoying it now? Like, have you made it, if you will, to that place where now it makes sense, like what you spend your time doing in your life, like career wise job day in, day out with things that fill you up and, you know, make you happy. Yeah. This sounds so touch. So like, nice and touchy feely but I was telling someone recently oh I'm finally in a place where I'm doing something that I'm really good at and something I really like there's oh been a gosh. lot of like flip-flopping between those between the like, two yeah it, kind of like I was good at one didn't the, like it yeah yeah oh gosh no and that's the whole thing it's like you want to find a role where you're doing both and that feels awesome and yeah I always I do sometimes tiptoe towards like uh, annoyingly wholesome on this show. So yeah, you're, you're welcome. Here. Well, I'm here for um, it. <laughs> no, I think it's really cool. And it's something to celebrate when people do find their callings. Gosh, it's so cliche. Oh my gosh. Anyway, whatever. Uh, all right. If you look back in time though on it and think about it, what would you say kept you from entering the tech industry before you did? Um, that's a really easy question for me to answer because I was really, really, really scared of computers. Um, I actually had to take a single like CS 105 course to finish my math degree. And I cried about it when they told me I had to take it and offered to take an upper level math class in exchange to like, let me out of this lower level CS course. So that's why I was really scared of it. (laughs) Where do you think that fear came from? unclear I just think that I also thought it was like a magical thing that yeah that I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around yeah yeah that's that's fair I mean I felt the same exact way so can certainly relate and I think it's you know it's like part media part professor lore and schooling and then seeing the demographic of who's in those classes there's a lot of things and contributing factors to that do you ever notice that your past in in physics and math, like do those end up helping you in your role today as a mobile developer? So I think that people joke a lot online about like how being a developer is all about Googling things, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to Google things until you have to Google upper level math problems and physics problems with like symbols and stuff in them and convert that to Google right. and find those answers. So when I came into the tech field, I was like a top notch Googler already. Oh, like awesome. I could find those answers. I can find any kind of tech answer you need. Oh, that I love that. I think that that is, yeah, that is a massive skill and something that like, yes, folks, if, listeners, if you are new in the space, like there are, you know, the art of Googling in itself is something to spend time in making sense of, of like how to find the best answers for you and things that will make sense to you. Oh gosh. That's a great thing for like to come transferable skill wise. I love that. (laughs) And I, like I said, I think it really honed that pattern recognition. Math is all patterns. Physics problems are all applying the same patterns. So having that skill set too, but yeah, no, I think that's fair. Hello, we belong here. Listeners. Today's episode is sponsored by the new We Belong Here Discord community. I recently have been thinking about ways to continue the conversation with guests after each episode, to foster our community, share resources, and stay connected to both the guests and listeners. 
And I'm excited because we've created a We Belong Here Discord server. What is Discord, you might be asking? Well, it's a voice, video, and text communication service to talk and hang out with your friends and communities. I know, neat, right? It will be a place for us to connect, share resources, mentor, and build community together. Everyone is welcome, and it promises to be an incredibly inclusive space. It's important to me that everyone has an inclusive community where everyone feels welcome and supported, and this could be yours. If this sounds like something you'd be interested in joining, please do. The link to join is bit.ly slash WeBelongDiscord. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash WeBelongDiscord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. Or find a link in my bio on Twitter or Instagram at LoloCoding. I'm super excited to see you there. Can you share any life lessons that you've learned from your transition to tech? Mine, that anyone can do it, right? <laughs> if I can do it, anyone can do it. If I can cry my senior year and two years later enter my first tech job, oh anyone can switch between the two. Can you imagine telling that professor, whoever it was, maybe your advisor in university that you now are in tech, like after crying, being like, I can't take that class. I really thought I couldn't though. It was so sad. (laughs) No, I can, I, I absolutely like beyond can empathize with it, like uh, relate to it. I just thought that it wasn't for me. It wasn't a space that I like would ever be able to understand or excel in like that seemed out of possibilities. So, um, I think that, yeah, um, you are not alone in that feeling. Um, let's see, can you tell me about a time that you felt like an outsider and how you've dealt with those feelings? Um, I guess I probably, I mean, I've worked on a lot of all male teams, (laughs) which always makes you feel a little uncomfortable as a woman, um, or can. And I think the thing that has helped me get through the situations is that I worked really hard to get good at what I was doing so that I could be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that that mostly just fueled, <laughs> fueled my like competitive nature to get better at, at mm-hmm. um, mobile development. And so... No, I think that like the hustle to uh, just always be on top of it, to know your stuff and to know your craft and did you ever feel, I don't know, insecure or uh, around the like self-taught piece of it? Were you kind of learning on the job as you were kind of rotating between the different roles there? And so just kind of making sense of what you needed to know, Googling while in that particular job. Yeah. Uh, I guess when I started my first mobile developer job, I had never used an Android phone (laughs) and became an Android developer. So not only did I have like imposter syndrome about being able to code, I also had imposter syndrome around being able to use actual like hardware to use that phone. Sure. Sure. (laughs) How did you like, yeah, tackle that? (laughs) A lot of Googling. (laughs) All my answers are always, I just kept Googling until I found the answer that I needed. <laughs> no, I mean, that I means that, that anyone can what, then. I think what ended up working for me is that I found a role that wasn't overwhelming. Um, that's why I mm-hmm. always think that mobile worked for me a little bit better than some of the other things out there is that it is a small code base. Like you can look at, it might take you some time, but you can figure out 
the whole thing. It's all, it's a very small platform compared to like the operating system of a computer. It's a much mm-hmm. smaller code base than a backend, for example, especially at a bank like Chase that's huge that, and supporting yeah. so many people. Well, that's good advice, though, to think about it in that regard. Like, start small and learn something well, and then you can feel really confident in your knowledge there and your understanding of, like, what you've built and what you understand can kind of be your ammo that you have, an armor almost, in that you know kind of the boundaries of it and then can kind of add more to it, of course, too. But then you can also stay up what's new in Android development also. Like there's, it's not too, too big. And I think that that's really, that's thoughtful um, to think about it in that regard. So you would recommend some folks if they were curious to check out Android development, it sounds like. (laughs) I love Android development and I recommend everyone get into it. (laughs) I think it's really fun. I think it's so fun that you get to like hold your work and then I can put it on my parents' phone and be like, look, I made this. Uh, Yeah, that is really cool. That feels neat and like tangible and fulfilling and like, yeah, there's like a product of it. Yeah, I love that. Do you have any other advice for those wanting to transition into tech that you could share? My piece of advice is to get involved with communities. I think there's a lot of different roles out there and I think that learning with other people is so much better than learning by yourself. I think that when you're learning something new, there's like an overwhelming amount of information and then a lot of general information that if you don't know what you don't know, it can be really hard to apply that to your project. And so being involved in the community and learning together as a group can really help you get over those humps that that would stop me personally from learning something new is I just get so frustrated when I can't figure something out and I don't have anyone to ask and I don't know what to do. I just give up and stop doing that thing. Yeah. Speaking of communities, you're really involved with women who code. How did you find them? Is that your community you're most passionate about? Well, I love the Twitter community. I'll just start there. I just love being online. (laughs) (laughs) I think that the Midwest is like painfully neglected um, as far as some of these tech communities go because there aren't any big tech cities here. And so I got involved with Women Who Code because I could bring a chapter to Cincinnati. And so that by itself just made me interested in what they were doing because I said, you know, there's nothing here. We have no groups for women in tech. Um, Let me have one. And they said, okay. (laughs) So that's cool. That's, um, yeah, that's really neat to provide and cultivate a community too. And to be able to reach out to women and like, in your neighboring towns and say like, here are our opportunities. Let's learn together. Let, you know, do, do these workshops together. I think that that's great. So I will absolutely include uh, links to them in the show notes. I really appreciate that. Okay. So uh, to wrap up today's um, conversation, let's do some rapid fire questions. Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. Okay. You're a mobile developer. So I must ask, what is your favorite app on your phone? As a mobile developer, I have really few apps on my phones, and I think it's because I stare at apps all day. <laughs> so to be honest, it's probably just the messaging apps. I just use my phone mostly to talk to people. As a communication device. How old school of you? <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> I bet I can guess this, but your favorite tech stack? Ooh, Android. <laughs> uh, how would you identify your style of learning? I like to be explained things. I like people to tell it to me. I'm really bad at reading. I'm, mm. I I do not have 
good reading comprehension skills. I think that's another reason that I ended up in math and physics because you don't have to read very many books necessarily. Uh, so that's you, also something you. else that worked well for me. <laughs> so dangerous territory for me to ask, what's a good book you've read recently? <laughs> I recently read The Mythical Man Month about software engineering. The most recent Ooh. books I've read have been pretty lame in software engineering related. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. No, I'll include a link to it in the show notes. Wow. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? That's really the better question. I thought it was really interesting. It's um, by Fred Brooks, who like designed IBM 360. Yeah, And cool. it's really interesting to compare the things that he was doing to manage like this 1,000 person team compared to like right. what I do on a 10 person team. Like what sure. would also work for us versus what is completely irrelevant because our team is so small. Yeah, that's 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 interesting to transfer those sort of things. I love that. I will definitely check it out. Uh, if you could go back in time and tell yourself some bit of wisdom, when would you pick and what would you say? Um, I would probably tell myself not to major in physics because you don't really like <laughs> it. So, like, just don't waste those six so, years. <laughs> maybe take some more one-on-one courses like what would you have preferred you had done instead um I think I probably actually would go back and major in computer science and maybe still major in math I really like math I don't really want a job in math but I enjoyed learning that (laughs) oh I love it that's great um what's something that you are excited to learn next Mobile is moving from imperative UIs to declarative UIs. Uh, Jetpack Compose, the native Android declarative UI framework, just got moved to beta last week. Um, So I'm really excited to learn that. (laughs) That's great. It sounds like it'll be a necessary part of the role. (laughs) Okay, well, go ahead, Sierra, make your shout out. What would you like listeners to go check out? I would love everyone to come join Women Who Code Mobile and chat with me and hang out. We have Android office hours on Friday afternoons where I try to answer your hardest Android questions when I can or Google the answer when I can't. Um, (laughs) And we have a lot of fun community events. And so I I invite everyone to come join us. Oh, I love it. Thank you for being so welcoming with your community. Thank you. Uh, And where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter, uh, underscore Sierra O'Brien, or all my contact information at sierraobrien.com. And it's O-B-R-Y-A-N, yes? Yep. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Very good. Uh, Well, thank you so much again for chatting with me today, Sierra. I so, so appreciate you. And I've absolutely enjoyed our conversation. I have not ever interviewed an Android developer, I don't think. So this this is awesome. There aren't enough of us, so... I really do recommend everyone come become one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. You're like a siren calling to the future developers. Come join us. Uh, No, I think that that's awesome advice. It's like, you, you know, there's a job market for it too. So it's like compelling argument there for sure. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyhow, thank you so much again. I so appreciate you and I will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. And that's a wrap on today's episode. I'm Lauren Lee. Thank you for listening to We Belong Here. If you have any questions about this or any other episode, 
find me on Twitter at Lolo Coding. That's L-O-L-O-C-O-D-I-N-G. Shoot me an email or leave a comment on the We Belong Here website. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please subscribe and review the show on your podcast player of choice. And be sure to check us out next week for another story and lessons learned from an unconventional path to tech.